0: Welcome to the Extraordinary Educators Podcast. Your hosts, Danielle Sullivan, National Director at Curriculum Associates, and Sari Labaris, Social Communications Manager at Curriculum Associates, are here to share actionable tips, best practices, and success stories to improve your classroom and drive student learning. Enjoy, and thanks for listening.
1: Hi, everyone. This is Danielle. Hey, everyone. It's Sari, and welcome back to the Extraordinary Educators podcast. We know there is a lot happening right now, and we hope we can provide you with some insights, tips, best practices, and breathing room from the critical work you do every single day. We are here to support teaching and learning wherever it is taking place. And with us today, we have Extraordinary Educator Joe Flick. Uh, from New York and so Joe if you just want to say hi introduce yourself tell us where you teach how long you've been teaching and then we'll go ahead and dive in.
0: Well hello and thank you Um, I really uh, am honored to be on today but yeah I teach at Brook Avenue Elementary School on uh, you know it's on Long Island in New York Bayshore New York actually uh, the town I grew up in so it's really nice that I get to teach here. Um, I've been teaching here for 19 years and You know, quite honestly, most of that 19 years has been all math, um, from remedial to advanced. Um, And I did have a couple of years uh, in the classroom, in the trenches, um, teaching everything.
2: So we would love to hear, first off, how you're doing. What are things like in your neck of the woods, virtual hybrid situation? And how are your students doing? How are you managing all of this?
0: Well, I would say that the students are the ones who are managing this better than anyone, you know, um, they, they adapt, you know, kids adapt. We all know that. Um, I actually thought starting the year, you know, the kids were going to have a hard time with the masks, but they were great. You know, they, they have no issues with the masks. They keep them on. Um, they understand they keep us safe. Um, so it's been, you know, it's been a challenge. It's been different than it has been. Um, But yeah, we started out the year in hybrid. Um, The kids were coming twice a week. And there was one day on Wednesdays where the entire population was virtual. Um, So we did that. And then about November, uh, right in the beginning of November, we brought all the kids back who chose to come back. We still had quite a few kids who stayed remote. Um, And now at this point, we just brought back another set of kids who were on remote. And uh, they're back in the classroom. So, you know, school is mostly live in person, but we still have some of our population still on remote learning.
2: Wow. And you said that you are a math guy. So you teach mm-hmm. a lot of math. And I would love for you to tell us about talking in math, um, the way that you structure discourse, maybe before, and then how that's changed, getting kids to talk about, well, really getting kids to talk in general, probably, but maybe talk about math. So how, what are some strategies and things that you're doing um, pre, pre-COVID? And then how has that changed now?
0: So, yeah, I mean, math is my first love when it comes to education. Um, the kids know that. They know I love it. They get excited about it. So, you know, I try not to make it any different than it was, you know. So pre-COVID, talking and, you know, I have, you know, first and second graders, You know, seven and eight year olds talking about math is is a challenge, you know, that was before COVID. It's an even bigger challenge now. Um, But I don't let that discourage us. You know, we do a lot of um, individual think time. Um, You know, I I like to ask a lot of questions. Um, Part of my philosophy has always been to have like a student based inquiry based classroom. You know, so we ask a lot of questions. I give the children a chance to think. Um, and then we talk a lot, you know, they can share with each other. They can share with me. Um, I may ask them some more questions. They may ask each other some questions, um, you know, so it's been great. I just really like to encourage them to talk about the math as much as possible. That's so
1: great. So what great. happens if they can't? I think... Go ahead, oh, you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, I think think time is so powerful. You know, adults need it, kids need it, everyone needs it. But often when you're trying to get through a lesson, you realize you only have a half an hour left, you know, it's just hard to pause or sometimes it can feel awkward if it's not normalized. Right. So what are the, some of the ways that you sort of set that up in your classroom? maybe in the beginning of the school year, but perhaps other folks now that want to start doing this more, how can they kind of pick up where you are what are like how do you roll it out to your students essentially
0: so the one thing is very important at least in my opinion is to call it what it is mm-hmm. you know so I tell them right away it this is your individual think time I use that terminology and the kids they latch on to it um in the beginning of the year I set a timer you know okay boys and girls we're going to think you know for 30 seconds you know it's short you know just to give them an opportunity and as the year progressed you know we'll move it to a minute two minutes to eventually I don't use a timer anymore and I just give them the time that I think they need to think, you know? Um, so I think it's really important because it gives everyone a chance to process that question. Um, you know, in, in my classroom, just like classrooms across the country, we have all different levels, you know? And some kids know that answer right away or they think they do. And other kids are still like, wait, what did he say? Um, so I think it's important. So So that's kind of how I structured it.
1: That's super helpful, thank you.
0: You're
2: welcome. Oh, yeah. So how do you find them talking with masks on? Is that an extra challenge? Have you changed some of the way you've designed your, the sharing part of your classroom?
0: So um, the challenge in talking with masks is not in talking. The challenge is in hearing. Um, um, you know, the, the sound is muffled. And also the challenge is not so much the masks, but the distance. You know, the students are no longer sitting at tables, you know, right next to each other. They're in rows, they're in columns, Um, they're facing forward. It's basically against all that I love about a classroom, you know, but it's kind of the way it has to be. Um, So yeah, the challenge has been in hearing each other. Um, I find myself walking right next to the students when they're talking so I can hear them. And I can't take credit for this, but I was just uh, doing some professional development yesterday And a genius idea came from a kindergarten teacher. And I just was like, whoa, why have I not thought of this? But she says she brings in a karaoke microphone, which echoes everyone's voices. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. I use this at home with my daughters. You know, why haven't I thought of this? I think I'm going to do that is bring in a microphone so, you know, I can hold it up and their voice can travel. Um, Because I think it's important for the kids to hear each other. They shouldn't just hear me.
2: That's interesting because I was just going to ask that. They have a uh, Bluetooth karaoke. That's my
0: news. Yeah.
2: Yes. <laughs> and yeah, I'm like, Cause it's
0: I use this every day. Why have I not thought to bring it to school? I, I like it was one of those, uh, you know, there's an emotion for that.
2: Yeah, it takes a yeah. You can't see me, but I'm holding my hands up. Uh, it takes a village. I mean, sometimes it's just it's just verbal processing, just like the reason why you have students share with math. They may see a strategy or have an understanding that they didn't originally think of when another student shares their strategy. Just like you were in professional development and you heard another teacher's strategy. So that's that's why the collaboration and talking is so critical because you get to learn and apply something that you're like, well, why didn't I think of that? You solved it this way. What?
0: Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. The collaboration is key, and and I and I keep that in mind in the classroom. You know, the, I tell the kids the more that you're talking, the more that you're involved the more you'll take ownership of the content, the more it'll make sense to you and the more it'll make sense to your friends. You know, if I stand up there talking for 40 minutes, you're going to get very little out of, you know, the lesson.
1: What are some of the other ways that you sort of pass on that ownership? It sounds like your students are fully aware of, you know, themselves, others, what's happening. And uh, you probably said all of that you know, those expectations and routines at the beginning of the school year. But um, are there any other ways, maybe they're unique to this year, maybe not, that you kind of help transfer that ownership so students feel empowered about their learning?
0: You know, quite honestly, I really haven't changed much this year than what I've done in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, The only thing is that our classroom looks different, but it sounds the same for the most part. That's great. Um, You know, ownership is always, (laughs) excuse me, ownership has always been really important. you know, all right, I lost my train of thought here. Let me stop. <laughs> That's all
1: right.
0: Um, so one of the things I wanted to talk about was, um, okay, just asking questions and stuff and getting them to, to just take ownership of, you know, the, whatever the lesson is. And, you know, when I'm in professional development with other teachers, the one thing I tell them is to just ask the question, how do you know, you know, get the children thinking and explaining how they know and, and for me, in my classroom, expectations are set from day one. They're set pretty high. Um, that's no different last year, this year, and it won't be any different next year. You know, the students know that. They know they come to school. They have a job. Their job is to learn. And um, my job is to let them have fun while
2: I love that. I love that you say my classroom sounds the same. That's pretty cool. And maybe it'll be amplified with the yes. microphone. Yes.
0: <laughs> you should have seen me yesterday when this kindergarten teacher says, I bring in this microphone and I'm like, wait a minute. I have a Bluetooth microphone that I use at home with my daughters every single day. And I didn't think
2: of that. So we also are looking forward to you sharing karaoke math songs with us <laughs> as well as part of this, this grand yeah. experiment. Just so you know, that would be super great. I, I, <laughs> I made used to s- sing about math.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we'll turn some of the poems into uh, songs.
2: I mean, I was the teacher that did rap and sing. I mean, I do that now in my presentations too, but I loved to sing about math for whatever reason. It was really fun.
0: You know, there's just something about song. Um, you know, we can all remember the lyrics to our favorite song, you know, but it's sometimes hard for us to remember, you know, quotes from a book or, uh, you know, you um, you know, formulas and math, you know, but whenever we put it to a rhyme or a tune for whatever reason, it's just easier for us to, to remember. So, you know, kids, especially in my school where it's kindergarten, first and second grade, the teachers are doing a lot of song and dance and smiling and getting the kids moving. You know, it's, it's, it's how they, it's how they learn.
1: Yeah, for sure. I love that. That's so fun. You'll have to share some with us another time, another episode. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So
2: unfortunately that is all the time we do have for today. We would love to just hear from you. Do you have any advice for teachers listening, Um, even about how just the microphone tip is a really great tip, but anything else or parting words for teachers as they listen to this?
0: So yeah, the biggest thing I would say is don't put too much pressure on yourself this year to cover all the content that you normally cover in a year, Um, you know, students have lost a lot of learning time, you know, from last spring to now think about the critical elements, you know, the critical standards in your area, focus on them, Um, go deep, and the kids will be okay.
2: Thank you. And thank you for doing this. Every, thank you for being a teacher. Thank you for inspiring students every day. And thank
1: you for being on our podcast. We appreciate you.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Thanks so much, Joe. And uh, you can always follow along on Twitter at Curriculum and on Instagram at my iReady. And please be sure to tag us in your posts so we can see the amazing work you do every single day. If you have feedback about the podcast, a topic of interest, or want to be a guest, you can email extraordinaryeducators at cainc.com. This is about you. We are here for you. So until we meet
2: again, be you, be true, be extraordinary.
0: This podcast is produced by Curriculum Associates and is the copyrighted material and intellectual
1: property of Curriculum Associates.